Welcome to the Orange County Catholic Radio Show. Each week, we bring you compelling conversation with church leaders and laity, talking about the things going on in our diocese and discussing the important issues that impact the world around us. We're coming to you from our studios on the campus of Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, where Catholic faith is crystal clear. Here now to introduce our guest and today's topic is your host, Rick Howick. And welcome to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host. And with me today is the Superintendent of Schools for the Diocese of Orange, Dr. Aaron Barrasano. Welcome, Dr. Barrasano. Thank you. So (laughs) nice to be here, Rick. (laughs) And it's good to have you. If you would be so kind to open us with a word of prayer, I think all of us would be very happy. Yes, that would be my, my honor. Good and gracious God, we thank you for your presence here among us. We ask you to send your spirit of wisdom, of strength, of courage upon us as we continue this mission of Catholic education in our diocese. Please grant us your peace in all that we do. Amen. Amen. In the, name of in the Father, Father, and the Son, Son and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. The last time we had you on was at the beginning of the calendar year this year, somewhere around January-ish, where the schools had been open for a fairly short period of time at that point, but Catholic schools were open despite yes. the fact that other schools weren't. I take it we're we're now at the beginning of a new school year. We're opening up again. We are uh, opening up. We're we're back in business. Um, all uh, thirty five of our campuses are fully um, opened in person, uh, following all the, the the health and safety protocols to ensure that our teachers, our staff, our our students are are safely back on campus. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about um, some of that whole safely back on campus thing. There's still discussion going on in a number of different locations in California about what kinds of protocols and things. I take it that the Catholic schools are taking safeguards in order to make sure that our children are as safe as they can be. That's right. That's right, Rick. You know, we've we've been really successful in following the uh, the guidelines that have been given to us by our health agencies, uh, CDPH, um, OC uh, Health Agency. So throughout this pandemic, we've consistently followed the, those guidelines. And so as we reopen this year, we uh, we continue to follow those guidelines. So when you're talking about uh, reopening, are, are the classrooms mostly full? How many kids are coming back? How healthy are we? <laughs> well, um, that's um, been one of the uh, the unexpected blessings of this experience for us. Um, Catholic schools in the Diocese of Orange are um, are very very healthy enrollment wise. Our enrollment is currently about fourteen hundred students over what we were last year at this time. Wow. That's a growth of over eight percent. So uh, we are so so excited. We're so grateful to the the good work of our teachers, of our principals, and uh, for all those parents who uh, who have entrusted us with their children. So if we're talking about then the safety and the growth of the schools right now, it, it's kind of y'all come, but there are limitations here. You've got some schools that are actually on waiting, waiting lists. We do. We do. We have uh, a, a number of schools that have either added classrooms. So now we have some, some double grade schools, but wow. also spaces is, uh, is finite. And yeah. so we want to ensure that, that we have uh, enough space for these kids. And, and we do uh, have some schools that certainly have a waiting list. Okay. Now I also understand that in the diocese, there's an option for those that either for health reasons cannot, which, which is usually these days pretty rare, but cannot come to a physical class 
or the parents choose not to have their children go to a physical class. You have that option available through the diocese as well. Yes, we do. Last year, as we were really uh, anticipating a unique school year, we transitioned one of our schools, St. Polycarp School, to an online academy. And that served the, the families in our diocese. The pandemic has changed the way that we approach education, and it's really allowed us opportunities to think differently about how to uh, to educate our children and to give parents options. And so we decided to continue an online option this year in our diocese. We've transitioned uh, from St. Polycarp School to a diocesan-wide school, All Saints Online Academy. Okay. We're partnering with Catholic Virtual, which is a Catholic institution that uh, has been around for about 20 years, and uh, they do virtual schooling very, very well. And so this is a great option, exactly, for those families that, for one reason or another, cannot bring their, their children to school or their lives really respond better to a, to an online option and that flexibility. And so they have the opportunity to, to continue to receive a top-notch Catholic education within our diocese with that flexibility. So let's talk about individual schools then. We still have kids that, especially in the older groups, that are they are coming down with COVID. There are some kids that will get it. If they have to, to step off campus and quarantine for a while, what options would they have if they were enrolled at a Catholic school in the diocese? Our teachers have been phenomenal at responding to the needs of, of the children, and particularly just ex- exactly what you just described. Those are the, those are the realities, and, and students will have to quarantine. And while we are no longer offering the um, distance learning, so so to speak, there are instances where different parts of the day may either be pre-recorded or zoomed in. For our high school students, our teachers do a phenomenal job at doing flipped classrooms, posting things on uh, on their learning platform, and so we want to ensure that uh, that instruction and learning is uh, is uninterrupted. So as those instances come up, we're, we are prepared to uh, to work with those families. Now, when we record this, we're doing it during the week, even though it's going to be broadcast on a Saturday. You came in uh, to the studio today from a school mass. I did. So. Are things proceeding pretty much then normally? I, I hate to use that term right, in, under all the circumstances, right. but it, they, how he, normal is normal right know, now? Normal is pretty normal. Normal is is, is pretty normal in in the sense that, uh, as, as you mentioned, it was just uh, what a I have the best job in the world because I get to attend mass with uh, with the students. It was their back to school mass here at uh, Christ Cathedral Academy. And it feels good to have the kids praising our Lord and, and uh, proclaiming the word and singing songs. We're all gathered together at our schools. Um, the first day of school, we had our, our assemblies and uh, Pledge of Allegiance. And so it looks pretty normal. You know, I think one of the, the things that, that we've learned from our experiences last year is that some of those health and safety protocols that were required last year no longer required but a lot of our schools have continued to do them because it's just good practice. Okay. And, it, and um, that's been, uh, I think, an, an interesting uh, thing to see. So when we're looking at uh, the normal school day, you're saying that it's basically, if I were, other than masks running around all over the right, place. Right, right. If I were to, to look at the schedule from, say, two years ago mm-hmm. before this all hit, 
and the schedule today, they'd be pretty similar. Pretty similar. Minute to minute. Cause we, Correct. I remember back when we, we used to count minutes. When right, <laughs> right. Yes. No, but, um, but pretty similar. Um, mm. I'm a parent and, uh, we have my son's weekly schedule up on our, on our refrigerator <laughs> and it looks, like a normal schedule. It reminds me of when I was a middle school teacher and, and all the different subjects. So, yes. I can tell you it's very nice to be able to have the kids in school. There are a number of locations where that's not a sure thing this year Correct. for a, a lot of our schools. In the area, without castigating any other mm-hmm. group, but in the area, are all the other schools in the area going back, uh, public schools? How are they handling this and is there a difference right now as far as what's going on with between the Catholic schools and the government schools? Well, I think to answer your question, yes, all of the public schools, charter schools, private schools uh, have returned to school full time. And um, I would say, though, one of the, the main differences that there would not be visible to an observer, really because our kids were in school all of last year, the level that they are beginning at now, they have achieved. They've they've finished a full year of school and now are advancing on to to the next year. And and unfortunately, that is not the reality around us. And so many of uh, of the the students who were not enrolled in a Catholic school last year um, have fallen behind in their achievement. So when you're looking at kids transferring in, you're looking at a lot of these kids are going to face deficits. Yes. Uh, are you finding that any of these are being asked to start at a grade lower or are they being given ways to catch up? What's the approach to that? I would say it's um, it's both and. Okay. And we really, really work with parents on what is best for their child. Because there's a social component that has to be taken. Absolutely. Into absolutely. And one of the things that we are really focusing on from my office is supporting our teachers exactly in what you described, addressing those learning gaps, because we want to uh, make sure our teachers are equipped to support all of the learners in, in the classroom. And that is an absolute reality. What you just described is that because our, our enrollment has uh, has increased so largely and we have families that have never attended Catholic school, we need to make sure that we're meeting the needs of, of everyone as, as they come into our communities. I think a lot of people have a misunderstanding about Catholic schools. B- back in the old days, it was kind of a vanilla track. You, you, it was one track, yes. one size fits all. And it was usually at the upper end, and if you didn't toe the mark, you kind of got out. Right. And it was a little harsh, to be honest, yeah. uh, about the, some of the teachers kind of ate the children, more or less. <laughs> but, <laughs> But in today's Catholic school, you actually have programs and special need programs yes. to be able to take care of people. There are some people you just can't meet Correct. the needs for. Right. But for the most part, mild learning disorders, yes. mild issues that come in, ADHD type issues, you're able to accommodate. Absolutely. And we have a, um, a wonderful group of learning support teachers that we work with in, in our office, again, to give them the tools to do exactly what you described, and that's um, to, to meet those those needs for those kids who, who learn differently, whether it's uh, it's behavioral, developmental, and we've successfully closed the gap for for these families. Uh, one of the other things that's different from, from the old days, and I remember the old <laughs> days too, is um, the use of technology. Yeah. And technology has, uh, again, been able to uh, give um, access to information, education, to children who maybe otherwise wouldn't have been able to access that. And so we we work with a, a lot of really, really wonderful programs and software that allow us not only to give that access, but also to assess immediately 
and um, and to adjust. And so that's been uh, been something that has really, really been helpful for our students. So where I'm going with this is if there are parents that are out there who had their kids in, in public school all last year on Zoom yes. <laughs> or whatever right. program they were right. using <laughs> and their kids have suffered because of it. Yeah. Coming to a Catholic school is not going to be throwing them into a the deep end of the pool. No. It's going to be a positive thing where a lot of remedial. Right. But they're going to be with kids that are thriving at grade level where they should be, not coming back and everyone is assuming that you're a grade behind. And that's exactly it. Wow. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more in detail about what the Catholic schools are doing and why it is that Catholic education really is a difference maker in the lives of the people who have the blessing to be able to go through it. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. With me today is Dr. Aaron Barasano, who is the superintendent for the Diocese of Orange, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, and with me today, my guest is the superintendent of schools, Dr. Aaron Barasano. And we've been talking about how the Catholic schools this year are starting with more students enrolled than last year, how successfully uh, the transitioning has been going on. And I use that kind of as a present ongoing tense. The transitioning is is all about what we transition from, what we're transitioning to, we're still hopeful. In fact, I think your theme this year is hope. That's right. We're hopeful that as we go towards the end of the year, we'll be out of most of the yes. the, the, the pandemic woods. Uh, but for right now, all safeguards are up. Yes. Um, last year, though, there was a, a real big bummer for a lot of students, and that was that most of the sports programs were down. They were done. They were not being used at all. And that, for a number of families, a number of students was horrible yes. because there are yes. a lot of students who really, this is one of the things that really makes their their life whole. Yes. How's that going this year so far? I'm really, really pleased that we were able to bring back our, our sports programs. You know, at the high school level, sports were pushed out to the spring. And so um, so God bless our, our high school principals and athletic directors because they, they were juggling, you know, three different seasons in uh, in about one and a half seasons and uh, were able to squeeze things in. But it was challenging. This year, we're uh, starting fairly normally with our high school sports. Our, our high schools have already played some uh, some football games. And that is, it's good to be back on track there. Our elementary schools, really, really happy that we're bringing back the uh, Parochial Athletic League this year. that is so good. It's great news. It is great news. That was always a very important thing for all of our families when I I was a principal for a while, just long enough to to learn why it is I wanted to go back to school. Anyway, but but, uh, one of the joys was Saturday. One of the duties you had to do as principal was to go to some of these these games. Uh Uh-huh. And it was one of the few duties we had to do as principals that was a joy. Yes. Because you were around all these families, even when you lost, it was still, everyone would pull together. Right. The, the kids dealt with it. It was such a character building thing. Yes. And it's one of the few things in education that isn't focused on your own personal achievement. Absolutely. It's not your grade this time. It's not your test you're studying for. 
it's a team. Yes, yes. And I think one of the unique things about uh, about our league is uh, really is that spiritual component. And so, yes, we are learning some some fundamental skills to to play sports, to not get hurt, to to be successful. But that teamwork and that uh, that focus on being a, a good team member and on being a good competitor with the other team, I, I think these are are really good lifelong skills. And so even if our kids don't go from uh, from the PAL Athletic League to high school or to college sports, they learn really, really valuable skills about getting along and about succeeding and, and failing sometimes. Yeah. Those are really good life skills. I know I was in a, a different diocese, but the rules there, I assume, are similar here Fifth and sixth grade, it was just anyone who wants to play yes. gets to play. Uh-huh. Seventh and eighth grade, some of them were, were competitive to be able to get right. on. Right. So for a lot of these kids, especially those who were who were not athletically gifted, yes, this might be the only time they get to play exactly. on a team sport, and they get that experience, and we have it here in the Catholic schools. And we do, and I think that there's something that's very special about playing after school sports with the same kids that you sit next to in, in math and English, and it really just expands those opportunities uh, for those social and those developmental skills to to be formed. Then they get to go on weekends and right. compete against other kids they've never right. seen before, or yeah. they see you know once a year while they're trying to to do or twice a year if they make playoffs. Right, yeah. right, yeah. So it, it's a it's a great way to be able to also see and work with appropriately people outside of of the community. That's right, and um, and again, one of the things that's really really special. This is it's always uh, seen through the lens of of our Catholic identity. Our coaches are fantastic. Uh, they they pray with their their teams before every game. We give them a lot of guidance. You know, that's that's sometimes out of people's comfort zone, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And so we we companion them on on that. And so uh, all all around, it is uh, just such a, a positive part of our school system. And we're so so pleased that we were able to uh, to reinstate that this year. What other things are they doing throughout the diocese, both at individual schools, but also, I know we had academic decathlon and things like that. Are, are, is the Geek Squad uh, going to be empowered? <laughs> they, are. <laughs> they are. No, we, uh, we're we so, so happy. Academic decathlon is really is a, a big part. They wore that moniker geek yeah. quite proudly, <laughs> when they would, especially if they won. Yes, <laughs> we, have, uh, we have a great system here uh, in, our, in our diocese. And yes, so we've already started working on that at some of our schools. Our choirs, our bands, things like that, you know, some of those other after school activities that uh, that we just weren't allowed to have last year because of the health and safety protocols where we've been able to, to bring back. So, you know, one of the things that that Catholic schools does very well is to uh, educate the whole child. And when we talk about education, that's very broad and it's not just in the classroom. And so a piece of us was taken away last year. The sports, the uh, the extracurricular, the singing, the instrument playing for for those students who really that is how they express themselves. And so to be able to bring all of those programs back, it really just fills my heart with so much joy because this, these are the things that kids need to be whole. What are some of the things that, that happen around the diocese and the individual schools that stand out that you're going to be glad are, are likely to be back this year? What are some of the things that are, especially maybe those things that we didn't have yeah. last year or got truncated or ended up on Zoom that 
you're looking forward to seeing in some of our schools? I'm really excited to see live performances again. And, oh, that'll be good. And that will be wonderful. And our high schools all have fantastic performing arts uh, departments. And so, um, again, our, our, our students who really come alive through the performing arts. Your theaters were dark last year. Our, theater, our theaters were dark last year, and they were done creatively, but, but they were not live. Most of them were not yeah. live. A lot of a lot of video recording and audio recording, which is which is fantastic. But there's something to be said about about live theater and live live dance and, and yeah. song performances. So I'm very very excited uh, for that, particularly at the, at the high school level, but also at our elementary level, where our uh, you know our annual Christmas programs. I know uh, as <laughs> as a principal, you've got to remember go. that those oh, are a yeah. hallmark the, the... of of Catholic schools are those annual Christmas programs, and uh, so to be able to experience those again. Will be really, really special. Yeah, because I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. The things where everyone gathered close together, like Christmas right. programs, were not going to be held last year. They're going to be held this year, right? God willing. God willing. Be held this yep, year. we we are people of hope. We are. <laughs> they're currently scheduled for this. That year. That is correct. That is good. We'll we'll, we'll hope that the yes. state of California stays on the mend. That, uh, that's right. And that everyone yeah. stays on the mend. Right. So Christmas programs are coming up. You've got Easter things that are going on. Mm-hmm. You've got for eighth graders, they always have things that they look forward to doing, whether it's a some schools, it's a Disney trip or whatever. Some of these things are going to be able to be reestablished. That is that is our our hope. We have plans for all of those things that you just described. Those uh, exactly those trips to Disneyland, even just you know our our regular field trips that (laughs) aren't as fun as Disneyland. Uh, We were not able to do those last year. Um, Some of our uh, student travel. Trips we were not able to do. So, again, those are right. great opportunities for our kids to experience things outside of their normal day and their normal experience. And so we're, we are really, really pleased to uh, to be able to bring those back. It is our plan, acknowledging that things have uh, have, have changed on a daily basis, but but we, uh, we continue to hope and plan for them. So at the high school level, then, you're going to be bringing back some of the things that that uh, those of us who used to be uh, like deans of students and things like that dances and things that's where, correct you're still going to be have people out there saying leave room for the holy spirit that's right that's right <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they're they're also being scheduled for this yes. year yes yes they are this sounds a little a, a little mundane i think in a way but it's really important these weren't happening last year they were not we had happening. our kids there but they were just there right and they were the focus was entirely on that because frankly that's really all the teachers could it takes a lot of energy to try to do two things at once and that's it and our teachers were doing multiple things at one time and and really um you know, teaching to those students who were in front of them, yeah. those students who were out on, you know, yeah. behind the screen. And it takes a lot, a lot. I cannot say enough wonderful things about our teachers and what they were able to accomplish last year. And so um, so to be able to go back to what we all think about as as normal school yeah. really is just such a blessing. One of the wonderful things about a school that has its faculty well engaged when you've got the yes. right people on the bus. Yes. In in, just... in the right seats. <laughs> that's true <laughs> right? too. That's that's very true too. Yeah. Uh the the one in fourth grade no, that's you'd right. make a great seventh grade teacher. You really would. <laughs> but yeah, though if you've got the right people on the bus, there's so many places that bus can go. Yeah. And it can be yeah. just absolutely wonderful to, to go along. And if not it isn't. What it sounds like is that you've got a, a lot of buses planning to go a lot of places this year. And I take it we're all enthusiastic we about are. all the personnel that's being involved. 
and how they're engaging and how they're working with it. Yes. Have they come through? Have you had a lot of turnover? Is it's been kind of hard? It's been kind of hard. Yes, and um, we have had uh, had a number of teachers uh, who have left us for a variety of reasons. Some have have decided to retire early. A number of teachers have gone. Frankly, into, I, I can't blame some I, of them for and, doing that. And I, and I under agree the circumstances, with you. right? My goodness. Right, and so um, so we're we're blessed now with probably about. 80 to 100 new teachers from TK to, to high school. Wow. And that's a couple of weeks ago, I got to spend time with our new elementary teachers. We, we have them come for some onboarding and um, get to share with them the ministry of teaching, which is one of my favorite things to talk yeah. about and how we are each called to this. And so we do feel blessed that uh, that so many people in these challenging times have said yes to that call, have said yes to that vocation of, uh, of Catholic school teaching. One of the things I always liked about uh, Catholic school teachers, especially when we got past the good old days, was that there was both the front loading where we the, the requirement for credentialing or at least credential right. programs right. has become pretty much universal across the board sure. for Catholic schools. It used to be that wasn't so important. Right, right. But now it is. And there's always been a tradition in Catholic schools. I, th- I think having been involved with, personally, I've been involved uh-huh. both with public and Catholic education in my career. There's a very strong tradition of mentoring. Yes. That uh, that has always been. Back in the days when you didn't have credentialing, you pretty much knew if someone could teach or they couldn't teach very quickly. Right. Then you worked with that. Mm-hmm. Now we've got the training that went into the credentialing program, and we're still training for that. Right. Which is a, a beautiful thing to be able to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. It really is one of my joys. And, and even, you know, I've, I've been out of the classroom for a number of years, but I always consider myself, first and foremost, a, a Catholic school teacher. And that's something that, again, goes to this this whole idea of it being a call, a, a mission. It's a little different, really, than what we have in many of the government schools. I, yes. I'll say all of them. There yes. Are some that are very, very dedicated people. But this really is a vocation. When we come back, I want to talk about that. I want to go into what the Catholic difference really is. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick. With me today is Dr. Aaron Barasano, who is the superintendent of schools for the Diocese of Orange. We're going to talk about why it is that a Catholic education is such a blessing, and I'll just say it out loud, far superior than really any other education you can get. And we will be right back. Welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio. With me today is Dr. Aaron Barasano, who is our superintendent of schools. And we've been talking about how we're looking forward to a better year than last year, which was much better than what it originally, I think, had been feared. Yes. At the beginning of the school year. I remember having you in here a couple of times, once Mm -hmm. towards the beginning of the school year, maybe a little before, once about January and you were much relieved in January to see how it actually right. was unfolding, yes. but it wasn't perfect yet. Here we have, it's not entirely back to complete normalcy, but it's pretty close, all the way including most of our programs, most of our sports, right. most of our of our extracurricular activities, most of our dances, most of our right. field trips, <laughs> most of all the things that the kids look forward to, they get to have coming back. And that's important because one of the things I remember when I was in Catholic education 
was the real difference that a sustained Catholic education can make for children. One year is good because one year will frankly help catch you up. Right. But one of the things people don't realize when they're looking at the little school in the Mm -hmm. corner there next to the parish is that there's probably 400 kids in that school, 300 kids in that Mm -hmm. school, not 3,000. Right. Which means you have one class per grade or maybe two for some grades. Sure. Which means that the teachers get to know every kid before they've had them if they've been in the school more than a year. Correct. And not only that, the parents get to know each other yeah. because they're they're constantly there's a limited pool of people, and you go to each other's mm-hmm. birthday parties and you call each other for what was that homework tonight? Yes. And, yes. And lo and behold, the parents develop lifelong relationships, especially if they have two, three, five, seven kids. If they're going through, you're talking. 10, 15, 20, sometimes 25 years, right. you're going through these the school with families that are making friends for the rest of their lives, not just the kids. Yeah, yeah. And the kids, because it's a small pool, granted, they're not going to get along necessarily with everybody, but they can build very strong bonds with friendships that will last a lifetime. Absolutely. What do you see as being really key behind that Catholic difference? Well, I, I think one of the, the things is uh, our Catholic identity, our commitment to mission. And last year we had such a unique opportunity to expand that mission and share it with families who had never experienced Catholic schools, who had never considered Catholic schools before. And as they came into our our communities and our enrollment continued to grow through May at about the rate of 20 students per week. Wow. It was phenomenal. <laughs> and so I do feel that the Holy Spirit was was hard at work um, and continues to be hard at work. And the, the really that, that defining difference is the community that, that you just described as fueled by the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. So we, we, we can't underestimate that. Once our families, those families were, were in our fold and became part of our communities, then they fell in love. They absolutely fell in love. I mean, you, you just described it beautifully, Rick. And, and who wouldn't want that for their child or for themselves as a parent yeah. to be surrounded by like-minded people who share the same values that you have for your family, for your children, and who will support you on raising up your child to be a good person in this world. And so I, I think that, that those, uh, those are some of the, the defining factors. And when we can all gather together in community, because communities take many different forms, but when we're all focused on that mission and tied together by the Holy Spirit, then we are in communion with one another. And that's when we can companion one, with one another. We can pray with one another. We support one another on, um, on those really tough days. We lift each other up and we celebrate with one another on, on those best days. And so, um, so I, I really, really think that that's, that's one of the defining differences of a Catholic school is that community that is grounded in Christ and fueled by the Holy Spirit. One of the things that stood out for me that I got to see over time, not just reading in a handbook, is that everyone is a minister of Jesus Christ yes. who works there. So some of the favorite people of the kids was always Mr. Oscar or right? Ms. Lily. <laughs> Mr. Oscar was the maintenance man and yeah. Ms. Lily was the person who came in as yeah. the janitor and, and yeah. worked from like 
three o'clock on. Right. But they all got to know him well. And if any of them did after school stuff, they'd, uh, Mr. Oscar would take a break and go out and do kickball with them half the time. Yeah. And they all have this understanding that we're all bringing Jesus Christ to these kids. And that's something that goes to all the, the teachers. It isn't just a, a public school experience with a Catholic overlay. Right. That's one of the things yeah. that I, I think really needs to be to be stressed. It's one of the, the misconceptions. It isn't just just public school light or right. public school heavy with an extra yeah, overlay. With an extra, right, right. It really is. When you're in math class, Jesus is there, too. Uh, and it's not just because he's nailed to a plus right. sign. <laughs> But when you're in science class, you are dealing with all of the, the same science material that you're going to get at, uh, at the public school, but you're also going to have a, a, a reason of what for. Yeah. This is God's creation. Yep. And all of that comes into play, especially if we're talking things like biology or in physics about how our world really is physically manifest, but it comes from God. Right. And that is right. that's constant throughout the day, constant throughout the day and across the grade levels. So from our, our youngest learners all the way to our seniors in high school, these are the types of, of conversations. This is the, the framework for everything that we do. It's the lens through which we, we teach, through which we form our, our children. It is the way we treat one another. Our kids, uh, they, they don't miss a beat. And they pick up on all of that. And um, going back to to these new teachers that uh, have come to us, and when and talking about this ministry of teaching, these are these are all of these, uh, you know. And I and I tell them this is a, a responsibility, but it's this great privilege that we have to model Christ in all that we do. And so that's our our interactions with our students, with our colleagues, with our parents, and um, for many people. The Catholic school teacher or staff member is the face of the church, and we we need to remember that. As part of that, I know that uh, from a from just a physical safety perspective, everyone's life scan and that kind of thing. Correct. But you also have training programs, not just training on 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 keeping kids physically safe, but you also have your teachers go through theological training too, don't you? We do. We do. We work closely with, in the diocese, we call it the Emmaus Institute. And um, all of our teachers, uh, it is, it's a requirement of our uh, bishops that our teachers are catechetically uh, certified and then continuing uh, certification. And so we have been partnering with Franciscan University. The, the one that's actually headquartered in Ohio. That's correct. Okay. That's yeah. correct. It's a very good school. <laughs> it's a very good school. And the content is, uh, is fantastic. Yeah. And, um, it is such a, um, a priority of mine to ensure that, that my teachers are, uh, catechetically formed and, and supported in that journey. Last spring, I actually taught one of the classes and I love to be able to connect with the teachers in that way. As I said, I, I um, am first and foremost a teacher myself and I, I want the teachers to understand this beautiful gift that they have been given and then how to share that gift with their communities. And so it's uh, it really is uh, something that, that is very important to me. One of the reasons why I bring that up is because one of the fears that used to come at me when I was a principal from new or prospective parents was, uh, am I going to have some weird Christian stuff from just... Got it. Yeah, yeah. and it, it really isn't because... 
everyone's mo- is is on the same page. That's right. That's right. Everyone is on the same page, and we're, and we're very clear about who we are and what our mission is. What is wonderful about this particular diocese too is that Bishop Van has proven to be such a a very good Catholic in yes. his theology yes. and what he he says and what he does and how he does it. Uh, we've been blessed in other dioceses as well. I know the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, uh, run by Archbishop uh, Gomez, also a very straight arrow. That's right. Um, and the the teaching that comes from the Diocese of Orange for these teachers is going to be solid. It's going mm-hmm. to bring even some of our, our teachers that, that may not have done very well in catechesis, but we're doing extremely well in physics, right? Uh, who now teach physics, are, are learning what it is to answer questions about God's involvement, but again, what the church actually teaches about it. Not Absolutely. Just their, not just their, from their own, their own kitchen cabinet of ideas. That's exactly it. And again, we are putting a, a lot of emphasis on that here. And, and, um, and you are absolutely right. Um, we, we have been blessed with, uh, with a shepherd in, in Bishop Van with his, his very clear teaching, um, and also his love, his absolute love of, of Catholic schools. He does. I know that he has been very involved with Catholic schools. I, I think there was even a performance he got I, involved with. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if he. I, I, he's, he's put on on airs. He's got a, a beard. I, I feel no one can see me, but that's uh, probably a good thing because I have a face made for radio. But but I have a beard, and now our our shepherd has a yes. beard as well. So we'll see if he keeps that. But uh, I'm sure he could play a couple of parts in some of these theater productions. Yes, yes we to, hope. We hope. You're going to have to make sure you invite him to become part of that. <laughs> Be careful what you pray for, because he probably will take care of that. <laughs> anyway, what I wanted to get to with that little bit of conversation is that by the time you start from kindergarten or, or from TK or even preschool in some of your schools, yes, all the way up through eighth grade, and then into high school, you've been exposed to... Catholicism, not just as an overlay, but as an integral, it's, it's been a complete program all day long. Yes. And while our schools aren't seminaries, our schools really do reflect deeply and just about all the time the real heart of Jesus Christ, uh, from the people that are training and, um, from, to the people who are receiving. Right. And it's it's a beautiful thing to see them go through. I know there are studies that have come out. There was one several years ago that came out of CARA, which is a think tank out of uh, Georgetown, as I recall, that was talking about something called the disaffiliation rate, right. which uh-huh. is a yep. fancy way of saying how many times, how often people break away from the church. Uh-huh. And it is significantly different for kids that have gone through their elementary and part of high school. Their disaffiliation, right. their breakaway yes. rate is really small compared to those who did not. Correct. Even if they went through what we used to call CCD, the, the catechism classes. Uh-huh. No slam on them. Right. But it's, right. it is, that's more of an overlay. Yes. And it yes. doesn't hold the same way as being enmeshed and immersed in Catholic faith the moment you walk in mm-hmm. to the door from kindergarten through biology class in high school. Yeah. Uh, it's just you can't. You, you, you can't duplicate that. You cannot duplicate that. You're listening to Orange mm-hmm. County Catholic Radio. With me today is Dr. Aaron Barisano, and we have been talking about the Catholic schools in the Diocese of Orange 
And not only how this year the hope is that things will continue to normalize, they're almost there. We've gotten, we were talking in the last section about how we've got sports back. We've got theater back. We've got planned field trips that are out there. We've got a lot of normalcy that's coming in. But we were also talking this time about Catholic immersion and how Jesus Christ is present here. I want to ask you personally, what has this meant to you when we come back? And when we do come back, it'll be our our last time together. I want to make sure that anyone who's listening knows how they might be able to take advantage of Catholic education. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host. And with me today is our superintendent of schools for the Diocese of Orange, Dr. Aaron Arasano. And before we go any further, I want to make sure that I thank you profusely for spending your time here. I know that at the at this time of year, your time is so stretched. You're double booked for everything, yes, I'm sure. <laughs> so thank you for spending uh, some time here. But I, I think our listening audience is going to benefit from this. And before we leave today, I want to make sure we've given an opportunity for people to know how they might find out if there's great. local school as a waiting list or not. Uh-huh. And how to get on that waiting list and how to shorten it if they can. Great. Uh, and that doesn't usually involve cash for Catholic schools, though. But that's okay. <laughs> also, how they might be able to benefit the school itself. Yeah. would be a great thing to be able to do because I know there are people out there who have had the great gift of Catholic education for their children and even their grandchildren who may want to give back. Great. We want to give them that opportunity yep. as well. But thank you very much for spending time here with this. You've been with the Diocese of Orange now for a couple of years. Uh, you came about three years ago. This yes, is like your fourth year. My fourth coming. year. As I said at the beginning, congratulations and my condolences. Thank you. <laughs> especially since you've gone through, you came in just in time oh, to deal yes. with this crisis. And you're kind of, we're in the process, of, you know, knock on wood, but we are kind of coming out of this. Right, right. How has this been for you? And I'm, I'm talking both professionally, but also personally. Yeah. How yeah. has it, how has this experience been for you? You came from the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, as I recall. Yes, I did. As an assistant there. Yes. A much larger program. Mm-hmm. What's this been yeah. like? Yeah. You know, um, professionally, I've been faced with probably some of the most, uh, uh challenging things that, that I've had to face as, as a, as an educational leader. And yet, I feel that I've grown as a leader, as a Catholic school leader, uh, in so many different ways. I've been pushed to grow in so many different ways. And so it has been probably one of the most difficult years, but one of the most fruitful years for me professionally. And that goes, you know, that, that's, a, that's a credit to the support, again, that um, that I've received, that our schools have received from our diocesan leadership. Catholic schools receive tremendous support from our bishops and um, and our lay leaders in, in this diocese. And I, I am so grateful and feel completely blessed to be able to serve this diocese in this way and to be supported in that that service and in that leadership. And so um, so professionally, it has been difficult, but it has been tremendously, tremendously rewarding. On a personal level, has also 
been rewarding in different ways. And I think the, the unexpected blessings that we've heard from a lot of people that have had to stay at home and to reconnect with, uh, with family and redefine what the rhythm of the day is. Those are challenging things, but, uh, but also there's immense blessing that, that comes from that. And so that has been, uh, been something that, that I think, uh, I, I've been able to, to glean from this. And spiritually, this has been an opportunity for many people. I, I think in times of crisis and times of trauma that you turn to those things that that make you stronger and for us as people of faith and certainly for myself that has been my faith and that has been clinging to our lord in in different ways and to encounter christ in different ways and at different times of the day and in different moments and in different environments and so there's there's beauty in that too and in pushing ourselves to grow spiritually it's easy to curl up in a ball right and to, yeah. <laughs> and to stick our heads in the sand but god calls us to be more than that and and he calls us into the fold and on those really really tough days uh, he is there. He is there to embrace us and to carry us when we need to be carried, to walk up beside us when, when we need that. And so that has been a um, an absolute blessing and um, and just a, an authentic experience for me. When you were a teacher, you uh, I think you did early, young, like second grade. Or I something. did second grade for one year, but but my love was really my seventh graders. You were a seventh grade. I was a seventh grade teacher. I was an eighth grade teacher, and I watched the seventh grade teachers come and go for 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 about five years. So there's like a different one all the time. I have a theory about grades. It's the odd grades that are you want to avoid. The the even grades are great because second grade they, they they've all kind of settled into the whole idea of school. Fourth grade is absolutely the most wonderful grade in the world. Fourth grade is they the most come wonderful. In, yes, still believing in Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. I would. They agree with go that. out being able to hold an adult conversation, but they haven't learned to abuse it yet. That's fifth grade. It's yes. Seventh grade, the girls and the boys, the oh, hormones. It's there. You either love it or you hate it. Oh, and by I eighth loved grade, it. the girls have all. Gone oh, yeah. the, and the boys have settled in on the idea they're never going to get the girls. Right. <laughs> and so eighth grade's a good year again. So, but you, you did seventh grade and love. you love seventh I grade. I fell in love with seventh grade. And it's, it's, uh, it is, it's exactly what you described in that these are, are, are the kids. They need so much and yet they don't want you to know how much they need. And <laughs> if you, true. if you can connect with them, they will eat right out of the palm of your hand. If they know you're authentic. Yes. Yes. You can, you can be the youngest person in the world. You can be the old fuddy duddy. Yep. But if you're authentic, if they will love you. They will love you. And gosh, those seventh graders, they, you know, when I, uh, when I was a, a teacher, I would uh, say, good morning, beautiful people. And uh, <laughs> nobody called them beautiful. And they needed to know and to hear that they were beautiful. I had a mirror in the back of the room. I called them lucky room. people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had a mirror in the back of the room that said, behold the face of God. Oh, and they would good. come in. And you know, seventh graders and eighth graders, they like to look at themselves and primp. But I always wanted them to remember that uh, that they were looking at the face of God when they looked at themselves. And so these are you know opportunities that, that you have with these young people that um, the world doesn't tell them this and they don't they don't hear it. And so when we have them, um, we need to remind them of that. And in Catholic schools, we do. The reason I brought that up is because you've had one, uh, excuse the expression, one hell of a year. Yes. <laughs> and a, a couple of years, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ever want to go back to teaching? Yeah. No. Thought about retiring like fourth grade or seventh grade in this case? You know, or? it's funny. It's so funny you, 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 you asked that. I, I was super intended to retire to be a principal. I, I don't, I, I don't think that that is where God is, is okay. calling me to go back to the okay. classroom. And quite honestly, 
the 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 teachers now and the technology that they have to use. It would be hard. It would it would be hard. Yeah. But I do. Um, I have now as as I've grown into um into this this career of you know an educational leadership in Catholic education. I really love to teach adults. Yeah. And so That's I've, I've had, I've had the opportunity to teach at the, at the university level and the professional development. As I mentioned, the catechetical training, I love, love, love to teach adults. People who are called to Catholic leadership are a special breed. And I'm glad that you're here doing Thank you. this. If people are interested in, in having their children attend a yes. Catholic school, how do they go about doing it? Yes. That? Visit our website, uh, occatholicschools.org. And we have a list of schools there. We have a, um, an intake form and we can, uh, can certainly help, uh, direct you to a, uh, to your local school. Uh, we can, um, help you with, uh, with schools that, uh, either, uh, to get on a waiting list or to, um, to find, uh, maybe an, another school for you in your area to get you in right away. But our, our website again, uh, occatholicschools.org, uh, all of the information is there. We are ready and willing to, uh, help you, uh, find the Catholic school for your family. Now, Catholic schools can be very expensive. Yes. Um, and most people do pay full freight as they go through, as we say. But there are some schools uh, that have more of an ability than others to be able to help. Right. So right. even if you aren't entirely sure that you are going to be able to afford this, it does involve cost no matter what you do. Right, right. But for some people, there's some help that's available. Is that correct? That's correct. That's absolutely correct. And we can, again, if you go to our website, can help you with that and have conversations with you about that and uh, and try to match you with, with the right school. And the flip side of that is... One of the things that has, again, been an unexpected blessing this year, the, the number of uh, supporters that we have uh, have had this past year in particular to donate to our Catholic schools and to support our programs and to support that tuition assistance and other programs. And so um, so that is also found on our website. I was going to say, if people wanted to give, they could – I can think of two ways they could do it. One is to go to your website and do it. They Correct. could also – Call their local principal. That's right. And say, hey, I'd like to give I'd you some like money. To. I'll bet you that principal would find some time. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Yes. So a- absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there are a number of people that are out there whose kids went through, grandkids went through, and they'd like to give back. And we've got some really good things that are happening now. Yeah. Yeah. And this would be a good time to do it because I know that there are a number of people that are hurting out there. Right. And this would be a great time to be able to give. Mm-hmm. This has been a good hour, and I'm so, so hopeful for this year, which is a good thing because of the theme that's that out there now. That's our theme this year, yes. But that the schools are not only up, they're almost completely normal, and so many of the things that you weren't able to do last year are on the list to be able to do this year, right. God willing. Yes. Including sports, including theater, including so many other things. They're all on, on board this year. That is so, so good to hear. That's the plan. That is. And it's a realistic plan. I think so. I, is, I really think so. That and is so, such a good blessing. Yes. Speaking of blessings, would you be so kind, uh, Aaron, to lead us in a brief word of prayer? Yes, my honor. God of hope, we thank you for your presence here. Please send your guiding light upon us as we continue to navigate the road before us. Send us your strength and your wisdom that we may always be the people that you call us to be. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, once again, thank you, Dr. Barasano, for coming on uh, and to be with us today, sharing what it has been like for you to both 
experience of Catholic education in the last couple of years and the hope we have for this coming year. And again, if you uh, would like to find out more information, you can go to the website through the RCBO website. Correct. The, um, Roman Catholic Bishop of Orange. Uh, and go to Office of Catholic Schools, and they can guide you that way. Or you can contact your local principal, and right. especially if you've got money for them. That's That'd right. Yes, uh, we, uh, we'd love to hear from you. <laughs> if you like this this broadcast, you can share it with someone after it's already done by going to our website, orangekindacatholic.com. It has a, uh, several tabs at the top. One of them is the radio tab. If you push on that, there will be about eight shows that we produce here. But, of course, the flagship show is Orange County Catholic Radio. And when you go there, you can uh, go to the podcasts, and you can hear this again. You can share it with someone. You can send it to someone who might be thinking about Catholic education, and they can go ahead and listen to it, too. On behalf of all of us here at Orange County Catholic Radio, first of all, again, thank you to Office of Catholic Schools and to the superintendent, Dr. Barasano. I'm Rick Howick, your host, and we will see you again next week.